where you going? No, man, you got the right classroom. Come on in, take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here come T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Morning, you're watching The Road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic. Homeroom is on Rumble. You just go to Rumble and you search the channels for The Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. It might mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast, it's easy, and it's free. I did it. You can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can also catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, and sometimes on YouTube. That's when the professor's not going to get himself censored, mostly just Wednesday. Then you can catch the podcast after the show. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Just look for The Road to Concord. You can go to the blog page. That's roadtoconcord.com. That's where you find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at joe at roadtoconcord.com. He's a little slow, but he'll eventually get around to emailing you back. Phones are on today, I think. i got to double-check those. 229-469-0335, but only for registered numbers. If you wish to call in and not are not registered, send us an email with your name and number, and uh, I'll think about letting you through. If you find our classes is helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, and subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it. Just warn them, Joe is an acquired taste. This show is listener-sponsored, meaning we do not solicit business advertising, so we are not limited in the content we provide. With that said, we ask for your participation on a value-for-value value basis. If you find our show of value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the Road to Concord <laughs> blog page and the show description on Rumble and in the comments on the other streams. Hey, Charlie, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. <laughs> now, just stay seated and give it a chance. you soon realize we not might be the smartest but we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. We're free thinkers. Let's see what the road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic has on the lesson plan for today. <laughs> Good morning. It's Monday, and it feels like a Monday around here. First of all, Natasha's playing hooky so far, and we kind of needed her today because Charlie's not going to be all there today. I mean, he's here, but he ain't going to be all there. It's kind of like a Garth Brooks song. We're all here because he ain't all there tonight. You know, the rodeo, right? Anyhow, but Charlie's got a demon in his ear today. Apparently, the beast whistled and he went, what? He just kind of wandered back off with the Pied Piper. I'll let you try to figure out what that means. He can explain it if he wants to. I'm not going to. Before we get going, I do have to thank Charlie's BB, Gummy Bear. She sent unleavened donuts today. Chocolate chip cookies with pecans. Mmm, yum. Does it have the same effect on me? But it's close. It's kind of like decaffeinated coffee instead of caffeinated coffee. But, you know, mm, it's coffee, but it isn't coffee. Anyway, <clears throat> supposed to say I feel a change on the rise. We have a typo in the system today. I thought I edited it, but apparently it didn't get out there. So I guess if you got the notification of the show, it's got the typo still in it. Eh, I, you know, it's Hey, man, I was taught how to read by a bunch of progressives, okay? It's called the IEA reading system where you spelt things the any way you felt like it. They had their own books, even. You learn how to read real quick, but you never learn how to spell. Thank you, John freaking Dewey. Anyhow, today was the day where, you know, it's Monday, Manic Monday, we read headlines, right? 
excuse me, you got to get to your, uh, got to get to your show notes and we got to share those with you here today. Brrr, drum roll, Ta-da! road to concord.com show notes. Yes. Look at here. I got a bunch of them for you, but if you'll go there later on, you'll find the video to the song. I feel a change on the rise. This is by Avi Kaplan. He used to sing with pentatonics. He's the, the base of that group that left. I don't know whether or not Avi's a believer, but the lyrics in this song sure make me wonder. And if nothing else, he's read scripture somewhere along the line. You'll have to listen to it to understand. But if you understand the prophetic language, whether or not he means it to be, this is a prophetic song. <laughs> and it just seemed to fit in with today's headlines just perfectly. Normally, I give you a slideshow. Not today. Today, we're going to have to do a little bit of reading. This is uh, Jonathan Turley's website. Um, he's writing a piece from September 11th, 2023. It's entitled, The Why Not Culture? Why the Georgia Final Report Should Worry Us All. This is about the, let's indict everybody who's on the political opposite of me. You know, if you get in the way of my political agenda, or once we're in power, we're just going to use the system to put you in jail. Very communistic here, folks. But don't worry, you still live in a free country, free to do what they tell you to or go to jail. It, you see, it's freedom. If you think like a progressive, you're free to do everything the progressive tells you to do the way they tell you to do it, when they tell you to do it for as long as they tell you to do it, or you can go to jail or worse. That's freedom in a progressive's mind. And, and it, it is, it is. And, and that's the problem. That's how they define freedom. And we'll get to that before the end of the day. But Mr. Turley writes, he says, below is my column in the Hill on release of the final report of the special purpose grand jury in Georgia. The recommendation for sweeping indictment involved 39 people, including current and former senators, only magnifies fears over political persecutions. For many of us, the inclusion of figures like the senators reflects a rogue grand jury. However, Representative Adam Schiff, Democrat, California, insisted that Senator Lindsey Graham was, quote, unquote, lucky not to be indicted. According to Schiff, Graham calling Georgia officials about the counting or discarding of votes was enough to justify a criminal charge. Presumably, since Graham could be indicted with Trump, Schiff would also consider him eligible to be barred from ever running again for office under the 14th Amendment, as discussed below. It is the why not approach to criminal and constitutional law. Now, I will leave you to decide whether or not you want to go back and read the rest of that. It is worth your time. I follow um, Jonathan Turley's blog post. I get a lot of his comments. Um, good thinking in my world, but that's just me. Yeah, you know, you could be different. Um, what's going on here? I don't want to get into Trump per se. What I want to get into is this idea that if I label something an insurrection, it, it's it's called the slippery slope, folks. This is where um, I just redefine things any way I want. Piggledy, piggledy. And then I use it as an excuse to bastardize the law and go after my political opponents and then just nullify them by saying, well, you were tangentially involved in this insurrection because you're a Republican and therefore uh, we can rightfully ban you from ever running from office again. I've made the flippant comment that we should ban the Democratic Party as being just treasonous. And I've meant it flippantly, but there's, I mean, I could make the argument, but you can't do that in a society that, that wants to at least, you know, nominatively remain free. 
But guess what the Democrats are actually doing? They're trying to make any, any opposition illegal, all based on the fact that January 6th was an insurrection. No, it was not. It does not fit the definition. Anybody who is still insisting that it is an insurrection, this is the 180-degree rule in effect in just with no clothes, strutting down Main Street. You accuse your opponent of doing exactly that which you are doing. This is Alinsky straight up. And this is, don't forget, Alinsky is a minion of his father, Lucifer. He dedicated his book to Satan, the devil. So if you're using Alinsky's tactics, you work for the devil. And if you don't believe in the devil, fine. Let's just say you work for evil. You are evil. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. If you use Alinsky, I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican. I do not care. If you follow Alinsky's teachings, you're evil, period. No, not your actions. You. Joe, that's pretty harsh. Yes, truth can be a mother, especially when it's held up and shoved in your face. I found that out yesterday. Hit my own self. But this is what's going on, folks. They are weaponizing the United States government and using it against their political adversaries. That is straight up old school Cold War communism. It's what I expected. Here it is. They're going to declare, and the, the January 6th, false flag attack, something that the government actually instigated. They needed it. If you're going to allow the government to just set the Constitution aside and rule by decree willy-nilly every time there's a crisis, you can 100% guarantee that the government's going to create a crisis every time they want to do something, every stinking time. Well, that's where we're at now. That We're just going to blanket prosecute everybody that we don't like. How is it you're still in a free country? How is it you're still under the rule of law? Well, hey, they're following the rule of law. Ask them, they'll tell you. Problem is, when you don't stick to anything, when there is no, when there's no set northern star by which we can guide anything, the language, law, when all the pillars of the earth have been shaken, yeah, you can actually use the law to do this. And it'll be quote-unquote legal. I mean, that was the whole purpose of reading Isaiah 10 the other day. Let's go back and read the next story. This is going to be the second one in your show notes. The Legal Road to Dystopia. This is uh, Klingstein. Klingenstein, rather. It's, a, it's another um, blog that I follow by Mark Pullman. September 13th, 2023. We're going to read a little bit of this one. It says the election of rogue prosecutor can completely, <clears throat> excuse me, the election of a rogue prosecutor can completely alter the operation of the criminal justice system. By the time the voters notice, it's too late. It says editors note, this essay was originally published at the Law and Liberty on September 11th, 2023. <clears throat> Kim Fox in Chicago, Alvin Bragg in New York, George Casson or whatever in Los Angeles, Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, 
Chasa Bowden in San Francisco, Marilyn Mosby in Baltimore, Rachel Rollins in Boston, Kimberly Gardner in St. Louis. Most Americans are familiar with at least some of these names from news reports or on urban carnage, wanton lawlessness and lax enforcement or non-enforcement of laws designed to protect persons and property from predation. Their names, and unfortunately many others, collectively compromise the prosecutors in nearly half of America's most populous cities, from the ranks of pro-criminal, anti-victim zealots whose election campaigns were funded by billionaire activist George Soros and other leftist oligarchs. At least 72 million Americans are estimated to be subject to the misrule of these rogue prosecutors. Instead of fighting crime and representing the interests of law-abiding public, these so-called prosecutors do the opposite, overseeing sharp increases in crime and advocating on behalf of criminals. Public safety, per Federalist Paper Number 3, the paramount goal of a civil society, depends on the arrest, conviction, and punishment of criminals. The rule of law requires the even-handed application of duly enacted laws. Removing these civil, uh, civilizational underpinnings creates social turmoil. The far-left activists hope to exploit. Soros' bold gambit in transforming America's cities by shattering norms, producing chaos and disorder, and, as urban areas become uninhabitable, hastening the exodus of businesses and residents. The resulting, quote-unquote, broken windows phenomenon is not an accident, nor is it spontaneous. Radicals wishing to undermine the stability of society to establish what some pundits have termed a state of anarcho-tyranny assiduously follow Saul Alinsky's playbook. There's that evil I told you about. One of the community organizers, Alinsky's tenets in Rules of Radicals was, whenever possible, go outside the experience of the enemy. Here you want to cause confusion, fear, and retreat. Using Union General William T. Sherman's Civil War tactics in his infamous March to the Sea as a classic example, Alinsky observes that the South, when confronted with this new form of military invasion, reacted with confusion, panic, terror, and collapse. Progressive prosecutors wreak havoc in American cities, are seemingly intent on replacing this or uh, re replicating this result. The collapse of urban communities, the common agenda of Soros-funded prosecutors, prosecutors works too, is to undermine public safety and thwart the rule of law through non-enforcement of criminal laws, unwarranted uh, leniency toward dangerous offenders, the release of violent felons from incarceration, and the refusal to detain dangerous or repeat criminals prior to trial by eliminating the cash bail system. Pursuant to progressive playbook, the resulting emergency would justify an extraordinary solution using a variation of the Cloward-Piven strategy. The ultimate goal of these rogue prosecutors is to consolidate power in the hands of trusted apparatchiks. In this case, however, the emergency is wholly manufactured and therefore unavoidable. Uh-huh. So what's this gentleman pointing out? Well, first of all, he's pointing out that the many paths to one truth that I described to you is absolutely accurate. He's finding the same truth that every other conspiracy theorist has found. It is amazing how we conspiracy theorists always seem to land in the same ballpark, and yet we're dismissed. But the people who explain this away, they got one path to many different destinations. Bunch of freaking little cats. You can't herd them anywhere because they're not following truth. They're following lies, deceptions, chaos, disorder, entropy. 
What he's saying is that you are having crisis manufactured so for the sole purpose so that the governor can say, we've got a crisis, I've got to ban the Second Amendment. Take her out by the ear, plant her in a seat on the front seat of the governor's office, throw the desks up, plant a judge, prosecutor, defendant uh, lawyer, hold a trial with the first 12 people you see marching by, try that woman, she will be convicted under her own words. If the jury acquits her, the judge needs to direct a verdict. The left is very good at this, overruling the jury. Use that against them. Be very Alinskyite here and kick her out of office. And everybody else that does the same, which in this case would mean the entire Democratic National Committee, committee that's in elected office anywhere because they're going after their political opponents in direct contradiction to the rule of law as explained in Federalist Papers. Remember, the Founding Fathers went through this same problem in the Sedition Act back early on in the, in, when they were still alive. They, they, they went through this thing about going after each other. And it almost tore this early, you know, this very young country apart in the process. Have we learned nothing? Oh, on the contrary. Soros wants chaos. Because if he can create enough chaos, you will beg for his solution and his solution will be slavery and you will beg for it and you'll accept it you'll embrace it wholeheartedly because you just want the chaos to end you know there's another way to do this you can end the chaos by ending the people who are creating it now, i'm not telling you to go kill them push the legal system to do its job and if it won't remove the people in charge of the legal system the same way Go to, the, go to the level of government that's in charge of them. The states are in charge of the Fed. The counties are in charge of the state. If the counties won't do their job, the people are in charge of the counties. You just get together as a mass population. You declare your government, county government, null and void, set up another one, go back to work. If the police then support the government that you have nullified, that's what the militia is for. It's all legal. Legal beagle under the rule of natural law. And oh, will we get to that by the end of today's show? Because that's what we're actually talking about today. We are systematically having our legal system turn to get, oh, wait a minute. I hear a name in my head, Woodrow freaking Wilson. You were late, Charlie. I even I gave you late, time to get sorry. in there. I told you guys, Charlie's got a demon in his ear today. Oh, I got rid of the demon, at least for the moment. And Charlie's in on a, uh, uh, a Zoom conference in his right ear. So he's got us in his left ear. Boy, that's going to be confusing to live in his brain this morning. <laughs> I'll try to help. <laughs> My type of help is probably not warranted. Hey, look who showed up. Yes, ma'am. I yes. was going to say, every once in a while, we can just stop and go, in Charlie's ear. <laughs> Talk about a day late and a dollar short. Go away, Natasha. <laughs> Comic relief is just very poorly timed on this show. It's, we can't do humor here. This, we're not going to do comedy. We'll be out of business. <laughs> the next story is from the Western Journal. This is uh, 
by Douglas Golden, and it was uh, from December 15th, 2020. What? That's an old story, Joe. Oh, nay, nay. <laughs> this is watch. Obama talks about using a <clears throat> quote unquote stand in front man for a third term. This is if you didn't vote for Joe Biden for president and the former vice president actually takes office on January 20th, you're probably worrying yourself over the prospect that it'll turn into a de facto third term for Barack Obama. Well, if you listen to Barack Obama, you needn't worry. It's definitely going to turn into a third term for him. Granted, when he appeared on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert late last month, Obama didn't say it in so many words. He couldn't because portraying Joe Biden as a Dmitry Medved to Vladimir Putin might seem a bit off to Americans. In fact, the way he phrased it meant that it mostly flew under the radar for a few weeks. However, in an interview he did with late night TV's most obsequious Democrat booster, we were treated to some grade A unintentional honesty. And this is because if you give the left a chance, evil must boast. Says, asked if he missed his old job when he looked at the headlines from the Trump administration, Obama mentioned that there were plenty of people who wanted him to have a third term. Alas, there was this pesky 22nd Amendment in the way, limiting him to two terms. But wait, there's a catch. Quote, if I could make an arrangement where I had a stand-in, a frontman or frontwoman, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats looking through this stuff, then delivered the lines, but somebody else was doing all the talking, I'd be fine with that, Obama said. Because I find the work fascinating. Even on my worst days, I found puzzling out there big, complicated, difficult issues, especially if you're working with some great people, to be professionally really satisfying. But I do not miss having to wear a tie every day, Obama continued. Well, let's, let's, let's just quit there for a minute. Do you all understand how language works? And I mean, really, really stop and never think about it. This is one of the places where I get in trouble with folks. So you don't know what I'm thinking. Yes, I do. What makes you think you know what I'm thinking? I listened to the words you used and how you structured them. What Obama just told us is that, oh, I'm going to run this country from a third for a third term from, from the basement behind the scenes. I'm just going to put an earpiece in somebody's ear. Do you remember the pictures we've shown you of Joe Biden with the flesh colored earpiece in his ear? Hmm. Doesn't prove anything, right? Yeah, no, it doesn't. He also said that he he misses puzzling out the big pieces. This Obama dude is a puppet himself. He's not in charge. But just like Ocasio-Cortez, he gets himself put somewhere, and then he starts believing he's bigger than he is. He gets too big for his britches. He thinks he's an intellectual. I've read some of the stuff he supposedly wrote. He's not that bright. Thinks he is. He's not. This is what happens when the people around you stroke your ego to keep you happily and contently doing what it is they want you to do. Sooner or later, you start, you know, you're the emperor who starts to believe that your clothes are really pretty. And then when the kid comes up and says, the emperor's got no clothes on at all, he's naked. Well, we got to kill the kid because we can't have the emperor upset about the truth. So Obama tells you what he's going to do straight up and nobody bats an eye oh he's just talking really many a truth is said in jest don't ever forget that 
it's how they find out whether or not they can get get, get away with it. They'll they'll tell it to you as a joke or a seeming joke. And if you dismiss it, now you now they're free to go do it because now they know you won't pay attention. But if you get serious and you take it seriously, he'll say, oh, I was just kidding. They do that all the time now. They go ahead. They violate the law. They get caught. They go, oh, it was just a mistake. Somebody hit the wrong key. You know what? It, there was a time when you went to jail for it anyway. Ignorance of the law was no excuse of the law. Well, the only people going to jail for that now are political opponents to those in power. But don't worry. You still live in a free country, right? I mean, as long as you keep telling yourself that, it's got to be true, correct? Well, hey, you know, what do I know? So Obama says this, right? Well, here's a piece from the American Insider. And this is a story by David Ruffle. And this was written this last week. It says, chilling rumor about what Obama is secretly doing for Biden. Oh, this one's fun. It says, speculating, or speculation rather, is swirling about who is really in charge in the Biden administration as President Joe Biden appears unfit for office. Appears? Yeah, I think. He says, at 80 years old, Biden is the oldest president in U.S. history. If reelected, he would be 82 at the start of his next term and 86 by the end of it. Numerous high-profile political commentators and former politicians, including former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich, have suggested Biden can't possibly be making important decisions. That's, folks, there's no doubt of that. I've watched Biden. He has checked out, baby. All he wants to know is where's his tapioca pudding and his ice cream. That's it. He is gone. He, anybody and everybody working around that man that allows him to be president is in direct, that's your sedition. That right there is just open treason because there's a lot of people vying to start running the country by default because that man, by putting their words and their thoughts in his mouth, you are in a leaderless country. Either that or you're in a country where there's been a successful coup and they just haven't told you you've been taken over. That's what this story is actually about. This is a a Justin Barragona or whatever tweet or X. I don't know what the heck it's called now. Says Megan Kelly, there are a lot of people who think Obama, the Obamas are really running the government and that there is some sort of shadow puppet situation going on that they're controlling. She then tells Michelle Obama conservatives hate her because you don't like America. This is being Michelle doesn't like America. That's why conservatives hate her. Well, it's probably true. Whether it's Michelle or Michael, heck, I don't know. I know everybody says that, you know, you can't be doing that either, but I, you know. Don't don't show me the pictures of of Michelle's dress showing her manhood. Show me an Adam's apple. Haven't seen that yet. So until you do, eh. So this article continues. It says during an appearance on Newsmax, political commentator Megan Kelly suggested that the former president Barack Obama and former first lady Michelle Obama may be actually running the show. Uh, maybe. Have you been paying attention to Obama lately in his public speaking? Yeah, he probably is. Not to mention, do you remember the book I brought to you, The Shadow Party, about how Obama was brought forward over top of Hillary by George Soros? So you know George Soros is the one behind all of these attorney generals that I just talked to you about who are legislating legislating chaos in our major cities. You think that man, the same George Soros that put that, that Ocasio-Cortez, um, Barack Obama put him into office. You think that same George Soros let go of that man? No, 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 no. You got a Soros hand up sock puppet Obama's butt side. 
and Obama's in the background running things. The people, and there's probably a hand up Soros's backside somewhere. It just might be that that hand's demonic. Who knows? Article continues. This is there are a lot of people who think that the Obamas are really running the government and that there is some sort of shadow puppet situation going on that they're controlling. Kelly told Newsmax, there's been questioning from the beginning. Is it Joe Biden really making the calls? Then she also says, I think Michelle is seen as a a savior figure by the Democrats who thinks she's the most beautiful person ever. They think she's the strongest leader. They think she's their big hope, Kelly said. Obama suggests having a front man for the third term, and they go over all of that here in this, and there's the video of it when he says it. And what they also conclude with is that Michelle was never happy with America until her husband was elected. And then for the first time, she was proud of her country when he was running things. Well, the problem is she's still proud of her country today. Uh, Why? Probably because she thinks she's helping Obama run things. There's a lot going on here, folks, that we're just not being told. There's nobody giving us the truth anymore about anything. Anywhere. I've got a video of Obama that I haven't vetted yet. I found it last night. He's attacking, ostensibly, conservatives. And he's advocating for censorship. But what he's saying is, if you shake everybody's confidence in everything, and there's no truth, and nobody knows what the truth is anymore, and you fill the world with conspiracy theories, there's that language. He says, well, eventually, nobody will believe anything anymore, and society will fall apart. And he goes, then you've won. Now, the implication in his speech it's meant to make it sound like this is a uh, Donald Trump conservative thing, we're, 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 what we're trying to do. That we're trying to be the chaos agents. But the very nature of a conservative is just the opposite. Conservatives want rule, law and order, per the progressives' own admission. So what Obama in that video is actually talking about is what he and his kind are doing. This is an admission. It's just done in a way, it's a dog whistle. It's done in a way where he tells you what they're doing. And they're telling you that they've won, or almost have. Because remember what I've told you. If they can create disorder, chaos, nihilism, and then they recreate order over top of it, if they can heat the world up, they can reshape it closer to their heart's desire, thereby proving that they are a god. That's what this is. And it's the exact same thing in Islam. Islam's eschatology is based on creating enough world order, a world disorder, rather, chaos, that Islam can reassert its order onto the world. That's Satan, folks. That's evil right there. That is evil incarnate. You still think you're not in a spiritual war? Do you understand the terms that we're using here? Do you understand the idea, the ideas, the concepts? Do you understand what you're seeing? As long as they can keep you from seeing things clearly, seeing the truth, they can keep you playing the game. And as long as you're playing the game, no matter which side you think you're fighting on, if you're actually in the game, you're working for them. You have got to wake up to this and kick yourself out of the game. Comment on the board by Aaron Spikes. We've had a shadow government in charge for quite a long time. Bureaucratic agencies making the rules without congressional law. Unless the rules are given to them in the laws, Congress passes. 
you know, a 3000 page bill that has to be passed to see what's in it. Yes, Aaron, you're right. Since at least FDR's time, probably before that started with, with Woodrow freaking Wilson. Wilson. You've got to learn what it is you're looking at. Once you understand what you're looking at, you'll see it more clearly. It's like um, certain types of certain pictures, holographic pictures. You look at them, you see one thing. You look at them long enough, you see that there's a picture within the picture. And then once you see the picture within a picture, you can never unsee it again. You always see it. It's like in the movie Predator. Once you learn how to spot him, he's there. It's not always easy to see, but you can see him. And incidentally, the idea of that camouflage where you mimic, the, they'll make it look like you can see through you, you mimic the area around you, that's not fake, that's real. They can do that. Look into that sometime if you think I'm kidding. Look into it. They can actually do the Predator's type of camouflage. They're restricted in how they can do it yet. They haven't learned to make it where they can just run around the way he does. But in static defense, in other places like that, Yes, they, they can make it look like you're looking right through it. So you can even see what's behind them. You you literally can see right through them. So that that's a real world thing. Has been for a while. Just a quick aside there. That helps from the you know, little help from the keeper of all knowledge society here. Next article. The rise of public private partnership in tyranny. This is about BlackRock and others. I'm not going to read this one right now. It's in there for you if you want to. It's in your show notes. Let me explain what this one is all about. The public-private partnership. It's another word for um, fascism. The government still cannot just dictate openly in the United States because you have guns. You might actually accidentally be riled into taking real direct action against the government if they went too far. So we can't do that. Not, not really. What we're going to do is we're going to send a whole bunch of kids that we've hand-selected through the you know, recruitment process. We're going to send them all to the same Ivy League schools where we're going to teach them all to think the same way. And we're going to put them in these private little secret societies where we shape and mold their thinking, their heads, their skulls full of mush. And then we're going to spread them out throughout society when we're done. Some of them are going to go into entertainment. Some of them are going to go into media. Some of them are going to go into big business. Some of them are going to go into politics. The ones that we send in, they all intermarry. The ones we send into big business, they're going to get a hold of the boardrooms in these major corporations. And I found another video I haven't had a chance to vet yesterday. But there are two corporations, according to this video, that primarily own most media in this country and most big pharma. Hmm. Now, how could that be a problem? They also are mostly into the military. Well, what happens now is that they can set government agenda policy for you and you can't do anything about them because they're quote unquote, private businesses, private entities, even though they're not, they're working for the government as an NGO, non-government organization. Comment on the board by Aaron Spikes. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink said, we have to force behavior. And at BlackRock, we are forcing behavior. Yes. Nudge. We'll nudge. We'll shove. We'll shoot. You'll see that here soon before the day's over. 
But what we're doing here, essentially, hold on just a second, please. Got to get a cough button here. Anyhow, what's happening here is they are now taking the practice of taking away Congress's power and authority and putting it into bureaucracies in the government. So the bureaucracies now make law. So Congress just becomes a sideshow. It's kabuki theater. They pretend like they're running everything, but they're actually not. They're just serving as the focal point for the for the public. It, they're, they're a safety valve, a vent. So Congress is where you vent your animosity. The work is actually being done by the bureaucracies now. Exactly like Charlie Woodrow, Woodrow freaking Wilson said they were going to do. We've we've fulfilled his blueprint. So now what you got to do is you got to take that out into the rest of the world, just like Woods Wilson said we were going to do. So now what you've done is instead of government in doing these things or bureaucracies doing these things, now the extension of the arm is the media and the corporations are doing these things. So if the corporation owns the media or the public majority public shares, they can dictate policy in general terms. They can dictate who gets fired and who doesn't get fired. They can dictate who gets hired and doesn't get hired. And over time, what you end up with is a system of government-operated non-government entities. So to the average American, well, that's just CNN, million. No, it's BlackRock and this other corporation, which is technically whoever's running the system at the top. Whoever the oligarchs are that are behind the educational, it's the Woodrow Wilsons. And then even Woodrow told you that there were people behind him controlling him. We've been told over and over and over and over and over again. But it's easy to just say, well, that's just an Illuminati conspiracy theory. Well, how many of these theories have all come true? And how many of these theories have all been essentially the same? When we all come up with the same explanation for the problem, not different ones, same, and we all start being proven true about this stuff, at some point, Occam's Razor's got to come out and say it's not cons- it's a conspiracy, but it ain't a theory anymore, folks. And it isn't. This stuff is all being coordinated. At what level and who's doing it, I do not know. And I don't think it's possible for us to find out because the people who are capable of planning this stuff are not going to expose themselves. But even they are not capable of keeping this together this long over this many generations. There is a spiritual entity even behind them. Prince who is to come, most likely. Satan himself, more than likely. I know you may not, you know, a lot of people don't like it when I talk that way. Tough. Occam's Razor says I'm right. No, Joe, Occam's Razor says the easiest solution is to just go with the coincidence stuff. No, 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 no. Occam's Razor says all other things being equal. You've got to balance the equations before you play that game. And when you start balancing the equations, the possibility of coincidence is statistical zero, which only leaves you with there's another entity here of of intelligence, higher intelligence with power and authority at work. Something that can, can can work across multiple generations of human existence. And that's defined as a spiritual entity, whether you want to do it biblically or by the Quran or by Hinduism. I don't care which way you want to go with that one. I mean, I'll argue over the wisdom of which choice you make. But you're dealing with a spiritual entity behind all of this. 
spiritual entity with the agenda of creating chaos. Last I looked, and I did do my comparative you know, religions classes in college, there's only one religion that teaches that the enemy wants to create chaos and havoc. That's the Judeo-Christian you know, religion. The Bible. None others that I'm aware of do that. Now, most pagan religions were based in that idea that their gods became gods because they forced order out of chaos. It's just that they define chaos as Yahweh, God. Pay attention. I'm setting something up for the end of the show today. Oh, this is not going to be null and void. It's not going to return empty for you. I'm going to show you. All of these stories are connected. The next one. Remember, BlackRock owns a majority of Pfizer and Moderna as well. CIA whistleblowers devastating testimony. Spooks paid off analysis or analysts rather to suppress origins of COVID. The sen- this is uh, Michael Schwartz, the Western Journal, um, September 12, 2023. It says the Central Intelligence Agency, CIA, had plenty of explaining to do. According to the New York Post, a senior-level CIA whistleblower has testified to Congress that agency leaders tried to bribe their own analysts into abandoning their conclusion that COVID-19 pandemic originated with a lab leak in Wuhan, China. Instead, the CIA higher-ups wanted analysts to falsely assert that the virus passed from animals to humans. Why? Why would they want to do that? Well, because we know that the Wuhan lab can be linked to Fauci and from Fauci to Obama. And Fauci and Obama can be linked to the labs in the Ukraine, the same labs that Putin has said is one of the reasons he invaded Crimea in 2014. So this whole thing in the Ukraine, this proxy war that Obama started that we've been fighting ever since, you know, the military industrial complex has to have a war. The only reason you shut down in Afghanistan is because you had Ukraine brewing. Got to have a war somewhere. This whole thing with Wuhan and COVID is about, well, Trump's going to have, going to, you guarantee he's going to have himself a a pandemic before he gets out of office. Well, how'd you know that, Fauci, three years before it happened? Well, I just know, wink, wink. It's just odds and statistics. Really? How convenient that that pandemic, one, allowed you to, yes, steal an election. Go ahead and censor me. I don't care. You can go ahead and deny that it was stolen. I have it straight from the horse's mouth. Biden told me that they were going to steal the election on video, national camera. No, Joe, he didn't say, yes, he did. He said, I don't need your vote to get elected. Do the math on that. Charlie, pop yourself in here real quick. If we're in election and you do not need anybody to vote for you to win the election, what does that naturally imply? Well, it goes with the saying that I always like to use. It doesn't matter who votes. It's who counts to votes that counts. Thank you, Joseph Stalin. That's exactly what Joe Biden was telling. And then he said, I need your support to keep the victory. He told us that they were going to steal. Because don't forget, he also said they had the largest voter fraud organization in the history of mankind. Said all three on video. You know, that used to formally be called evidence in a court of law. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah, if you had real laws. Yes, if you had real courts and real laws. So go ahead and accuse me. I have Biden telling me he stole it. Biden. Well, it's just Joe misspeaking. Then guess what? You're helping with the steal. 
because you're supporting a president who, by your own admission, is not mentally cognate, capable of running the office. If it was Biden speaking. Yeah, there you go. But if you're going to support a president that you're now saying isn't mentally capable of running the office, you're supporting whoever's running him, whoever's working from the background. That's stealing an election, folks. Any way you want to slice this, they stole the presidency, which means they've stole the government, which means there has been a successful coup in the United States of America. And this can all be linked through COVID. Aaron Spikes on the board says, I don't recall who said it, but someone also said that give him the control of the money and he didn't care who was in power because once you control the money, you control the power. I don't know who said that either. That'd be an interesting one to look up. They're working on that. But that's what the Federal Reserve has always done. It's COVID-19. And also, don't forget, COVID-19 was a very convenient way for the man who wants to depopulate the country to save you through the jab he helps to or um, manufacture. Yeah, you know, Bill Gates. He, he, he wants to depopulate the world through vaccines. So the man who wants to kill you is going to save you through a vaccine. Really? You really trust that? He has said that, folks, on multiple occasions. He, We've played the video here on this show. Bill Gates has many times, many places, said he would reduce global population through vaccines, and his explanation doesn't work. Logical inference, logical extension is a mother. And we've used it against Gates and Biden right here, right now on the show. What does that logically mean? But I thought vaccines were supposed to preserve life. Nope. Logical inference. You want a you want a ha ha example? Fic- picture Spock sitting here going, "You do know that the logical inference of the existence of a Kylo Ren infers that there's the existence of a Kylo Stimpy." That's logical inference in a stupid way. Ren and Stimpy. So if you have a Kylo Ren, you got to have a Kylo Stimpy. Like I said, it's being stupid, but that's how logical inference works. If you have a shadow, you have to have something casting the shadow, right? But guess what else logical inference tells you? If I have a shadow, I also have to have a light source, don't I? Well, if I don't need you to elect me, I need you to help me keep the election once I've stolen it because I have the largest voter fraud system ever created by man do the math and biden said all three on the tv friend of jeffrey Epstein is going to save you yeah john quest yes yeah all right so we have these ngos non-governmental organizations just call them private bureaucracies that work for the government we have them in control of the media So the media and the CIA all working together to hide certain things, right? Let's see what else we have here. This is uh, Cheryl Atkinson's homepage, it looks like. It says, update. Um, When was this from? September 10th, 2023 by Cheryl Atkinson. This is update. Scientists hide details of questionable taxpayer-funded pro-vaccine study. So now you have private NGOs being supported by the government. Yes, you know, these corporations that own the majority of these pharmaceutical companies who are telling the media to go ahead and protect our pharmaceutical companies and push the vaccine. We now have the government 
funding studies that are meant to help push the vaccine. That right there, folks, is the very definition of fascism. This is observational study of patients hospitalized with neurological events after SARS-CoV-2 vaccinations December 2020 through June 2021. Update, the Journal of Neurological Clinical Practices has not responded to my retraction request as of Friday, September 1st. Story highlights, the government funded a great deal of questionable science during COVID. Well, that's true because the science is just about who funds it now. It's impossible to do oversight on the studies because the research and government are keeping the material secret, despite the fact that the material belongs to the public. You got to keep it secret, just like the vote count's got to be done in secret. Jack, come on. If we count the votes out in the open where everybody can see us counting them, our guy might lose. Or you might see us cheating. And if we do the research out in the open on COVID, you might find out that it's not a vaccine. It's a poison. Going to get myself censored today. In a study published in Neurological Clinical Practices, the scientists claim their work supports the idea that COVID vaccines are safe because everyone in their small sample who suffered neurological events had risk factors. Um, Excuse me, folks, but even if you have a risk factor, if the vaccine is going to make those risk factors turn into something dangerous, the FDA traditionally would not approve that vaccine, or at least not without a warning. Have you read any of the warnings on the jabs lately? Go try that sometime. Says so in a study, blah, 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 blah. We've done that. Scientists will not answer how the presence of risk factors exonerate any role of the vaccines in the illness, since it is well known that vaccines can aggravate or trigger pre-existing conditions or risk factors. Oh, gee, I just said that. Columbia University, where the research was conducted, Columbia University School of, home of the School of Marxism. You know, the Mark, the Frankfurt School of, of Germany. Yeah, Columbia University. So I trust nothing coming out of there. Anyhow, Columbia University, where the research was conducted, refuses to release any of the study supporting material, which is contrary to the tenets of good science under which a study must be replicated. Though your tax dollars paid for the study, Columbia says it isn't subject to the freedom of information law because it's a private institution. See, there's that private NGO again, claiming immunity because it's private. Um, Wait a minute. I thought I can't talk about religion if I do it from anything connected to the public because of the separation of church and state. Well, if you're taking public money to do public work, that's a violation of the privacy in state. You got to put it out there, Jack. I'm tired of this special pleading. Also says, as a result, the government can launder public funds to private institutions to avoid oversight or transparency regarding a publicly funded study. CDC is stalling on Freedom of Information Act's requests as well. This is how you hide your illegal activity. Aaron Spikes is rather active on the board today. He says, uh, Mayor Amshel Rothschild said, give me control of the nation's money supply. And okay, Rothschild, well, that makes sense. Died in 1812. Anyhow. So we have BlackRock in charge of the media, BlackRock in charge of big pharma. We've got uh, the school system is probably in charge of BlackRock somewhere along the line because whoever's in charge of the school system is in charge of all of this. You think so? You think I'm Who told us we were going to do all this through the school system? Charlie, you better hit your microphone again. Who said he was going to use the universities to do all this? Woodrow freaking we've read the essay where he told us exactly how he was going to do it. 
And then John freaking, John freaking Dewey, Dewey piggybacked right on. See, Charlie's catching on. Piggybacked right on with the public school system. <laughs> there you go, right, Sandy. Sandy. Good job. Freaking Woodrow freaking Wilson. Let's yes. Make that we need to viral. make that a hashtag. So everything we're seeing today was prophesied by Woodrow Wilson. Every bit of this. And you want to tell me that I'm a conspiracy kook? When you tell me you're going to do it and I see you doing it, it's a conspiracy, all right, but it ain't a theory, Jack. Just like if you tell me in the prophecies what's going to happen in the future, very specifically in your cultural context, and I start seeing it happen in the future, very specifically according to your cultural context, I've got to start believing that prophecy is exactly what it claims to be. Oh, why would they want to hide all this stuff dealing with the COVID jabs? I don't know. This is from Not The Bee. Staff wrote it September 8, 2023. Cancer rates in young people have surged by nearly 80% in studies find. But, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you might want to go through this one. It says, a study published Tuesday in BMJ Oncology analyzed data from 1990 and 2019 finding a 79% surge in new cancer rates in people under 50 over the course of three decades. Well, that was just 2019. That's before the jab, Joe. Yes, I know. Well, it's got nothing to do with the jabs, Joe. Oh, you might want to use this study to go compare the cancer rates today to what they were in 2019 when they were up by 80% already. What? Yeah. There's been a spike in cancers since 2019. It's been a spike since the jabs rolled out. So I have an 80% increase from 2009 to 2019. And now I have a sharp increase over that point. How does that happen? I'm not, I don't have any answers. But how does that happen? I've got an idea. I've got a hypothesis. Since I am a scientist, I have a degree with ology on the end of it. That does technically make me a solid scientist. I also have a degree in philosophy, which technically means I have a degree in how to make scientists because at the heart of all science is philosophy. But my theory would be somebody somewhere is slowly degrading the population's immune system. And why would they possibly want to do that with cancer? Cancer's big business, right? Pharmaceutical business. Which is owned and controlled by who? BlackRock and their other buddy. Just listen to all the advertisements for all these new drugs, you know, and, and look at all the side effects, especially most of them. This may affect your immune system. Let your doctor know if you're getting a vaccine or you're doing this or that because it can. Da, 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 da. And then we get back to the fact that HIV is connected to COVID. What? Oh, yeah, there's a strand of the HIV virus in the COVID virus. Remember How did what? that happen? CRISPR technology. It, it came, you know, it came, Charlie? No, it came from some batter. Well, no, I think the break right? this week, I think the break for today needs to be our X-Files video. Oh. Our little five-minute X-Files video. That yeah, get that one ready because we're going to be going okay. to break here in just a minute. All right. Before we go to break, I got one last story for you just to prove that everything is okay. The Democrat mayor who was spanked by a drag queen 
wants to destroy the police prisons and claims Marxism is the real American dream. Uh, yeah, this is from Fox News, September 12, 2023. It says the mayor of Burbank, California, who recently made headlines for being spanked by a drag queen at a Democratic fundraiser, spoke to Fox News Digital about his abolitionist and Marxist ideology in an interview with Fox News Digital. Mayor Constantine Anthony is currently running for Los Angeles County Supervisor, where a big issue on the ballot is policing reform. Anthony not only supports defunding the police and restricting officers' use of force in hostile scenarios, along with other stringent measures, but also wants to work to create future without police in prison. A future without police in prisons. Wow, we don't need the government then. Let's get rid of it. When asked, do you support abolishing the police? He replied, yes, I'm a full abolitionist, meaning he supports a policeless state. I thought abolition had to do with slavery. I guess he thinks slavery and the police go hand in hand. He says, I don't believe the police have any have an effect on crime at all. <laughs> then he goes into how Marxism is the true American dream. He's a progressive, folks. He's a progressive. Progress means Marxism. No, Joe, it doesn't. Charlie, who told us that progressivism is the American word for Marxism? I think it was Woodrow, Woodrow freaking Wilson. Wilson. He seems to be popular on our show today. Yeah, he is. Anyhow, when we come back, I've got another story I want to read to you about our leftist friends. Two of them, really. And then I got a little passage I want to read you about all of this. That explains the whole thing. Explains every bit of it. We have our video ready, Charlie? I think this is about five minutes long. Uh, yeah, it's actually a three-minute one. No, there it's should be a five-minute video. five-minute one? Yeah. So I got a three-minute break X files. Is there a five-minute one? There should be. Let me see if uh, I can find the video file, folks. There should be a video file. Oh, the predicty long, one? Yeah, the predicty one okay. from the X files. Yeah, I see the predicty one. I can use that one. All right. Yeah, but, that's four minutes fifteen. There we go. Okay. It's X File Predicty. Yeah. Okay. Got All it. right. Let's go to our break. We'll see you when this is over, folks. But just pay attention to this if you haven't before. Pay close attention. They're telling you exactly what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. See you in a few. Tad O'Malley has been making claims. Claims about what? You and everyone you know has a piece of DNA in your genome. Put there without your knowing it. Put there by whom? Well, that's the question of the day. This is an internet lunatic. You're not saying you believe him. Hold on, Agent Einstein. You're talking to a scientist. Uh, forgive me, Assistant Director. It may sound insensitive, but the suggestion is pure science fiction. What I'm saying, Agent Einstein, is that the facts, as I understand them, cannot be discounted out of hand. No one has the right or the ability to tamper with your DNA. Unless we gave them that ability. You say they're tampering with our DNA, that they're able to shut down our immune systems by the addition of something to our DNA. Yes, but I don't know how exactly. Or how it's being triggered. I don't know that either. Or why it's happening now. What can we possibly do? We need to act quickly. You were right about that. Well, I was wrong about the science. I was wrong about what's causing it. Dead wrong, in fact. But it's clearly a widespread failure of our immune systems. Through gene tampering. A virus within a virus that was put there through the smallpox vaccine. It's what these men are calling the Spartan virus. We have to figure this out. What's wrong with the science? Okay. 
The Spartan virus removes the adenosine deaminase gene from your DNA. Remove the ADA gene and your immune system will simply vanish. Yeah, but I'm not getting sick. It's only a matter of time. Okay, so how does it work? How does the virus remove the ADA gene? A process called CRISPR-Cas9. CRISPR-Cas9. RNA and a protein cutting genes at exact locations. Exactly, but in this instance used as a weapon. The ultimate weapon. The ability to depopulate the planet. To kill everyone but the chosen. By tampering with their DNA. Through gene editing. Why do such a thing and lie about it? Our own government. Your own government lies as a matter of course, as a matter of policy. The Tuskegee experiments on black men in the 30s, Henrietta Lacks. What are they trying to do? That's the missing piece. But it's not hard to imagine. A government hiding, hoarding technology for 70 years at the expense of human life and the future of the planet. Driven not only by corporate greed, but a darker objective. The takeover of America. And then the world itself, by any means necessary, however violent or cruel or efficient, by severe drought brought on by weather wars, conducted secretly using aerial contaminants and high-altitude electromagnetic waves in a state of perpetual war to create problem, reaction, solution scenarios to distract, enrage, and enslave American citizens at home with tools like the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act, which abridge the Constitution in the name of national security. The militarization of police forces in cities across the U.S., the building of prison camps by the Federal Emergency Management Agency with no stated purpose, the corporate takeover of food and agriculture, pharmaceuticals and healthcare, even the military in clandestine agendas to fatten, dull, sicken, and control a populace already consumed by consumerism. And I encourage you all to go shopping more. A government that taps your phone, collects your data, and monitors your whereabouts with impunity. A government preparing to use that data against you when it strikes. And the final takeover begins. The takeover of America. By a well-oiled and well-armed multinational group of elites that will cull, kill, and subjugate. Happening as we sit here. It's happening all around us. The other shoe waiting to drop. It'll probably start on a Friday. The banks will announce a security action necessitating their computers to go offline all weekend. Digital money will disappear. They can just steal your money? Followed by the detonation of strategic electromagnetic pulse bombs to knock out major grids. What will seem like an attack on America by terrorists or Russia. An invasion of the U.S. The Russians tried it in 47. <laughs> that army's already here. <clears throat> the invasion army? It's already here. You've been allowing it across your borders for years now. Haven't you paid attention to the fact that everybody that seems to be crossing into this country are military-aged men without women or children? What season date is this? Beverly, I don't remember. I don't know. But that's one of the modern shows. That's, that's not that old. Um, I'll have to find that out from the tortoise for you. But um, that's a dangerous... That, that, what they're, they're flat telling you what they're going to do. Do you remember... This show where I played the FBI clip for you, the, the FBI informant with the Weather Underground, where they said that they were going to have to put like 10% of the population in re-education camps. And if they couldn't re-educate them, they'd have to liquidate them. And it was run by Bill Ayers, you know, the Weather Underground, Bill Ayers, and all those people. The same Bill Ayers who helped Obama, was working with whatever, whatever cabals running this country. 
Bill Ayers is part of it. And they said that they'd have to, if necessary, they'd just kill these people. And Bill said he's unapologetic, doesn't care. Well, folks, guess what? Re-education's already started. <clears throat> this is from the Federalist Papers. It's um, first published in Western Journal by Jack Davis, published 17, uh, September 17, 2023. It says, top NASCAR driver, finally reinstated after completing a diversity inclusion re-education program. NAS NASCAR Cup Series driver Noah Gregson, who was shipped into limbo in August for liking a George Floyd meme that depicted Floyd as a crab, has been reinstated. He was fired by his driving team before NASCAR could even do anything about it. And he had to go to a re-education camp diversity training, sensitivity training. It's a re-education camp, folks. I'm telling you, you don't have to wonder what it was like to live in Cold War Russia. You do. Now, it's just a more gilded cage than theirs was. Now, why would they ever, why does that, that video we just watched, <clears throat> got excuse me, got to take out America, right? Why? Why has it got to be America? There are other places in the world that mimic us that supposedly why not why not uh, israel yet well you got to get america first because we are the seat of ephraim ephraim if you don't understand that you'll never see the spiritual war all you're going to see is well it's a conspiracy theory the illuminati are trying to take over well yeah that's the earth shadow as a friend of mine likes to call it that's on earth as in heaven you know on earth as in the spiritual world but there's a spiritual battle going on in the spiritual world too. So the Illuminati is just the earth shadow of Satan and the forces of evil. If you do not see this, you will not. It, it, it. Sandy McClendon on the board says the Simpsons predicted it also. Many shows showed similar scenarios, yet here we are. Yes, that's because the people writing these shows know what they're doing. So evil must boast. Obama will admit what he's doing. Biden admits what they're doing. The people who write the t TV and movie entertainment admit what they're doing in their work. Evil must boast. It's like it's one of the laws that they have to tell you they're evil and they have to tell you what they're doing. Now, we're going to read a good part of this next article, but not all of it because it's lengthy. But this one is well worth your time. This is from the imaginative conservative. I would, if it were me, I'd be following these people just like I do. It says the left verse natural law. This is by uh, John Hovart. It's May 15th, 2023. Natural law terrifies the left, which assumes it had long ago died. Leftists cannot admit that there might be those who welcome order and liberty and restraint. They cannot see that nihilism awaits on the other side of a flawed legal positivism system that will lead to every uh, mode of emptiness and despair. Remember, Obama is a legal positive. Positivists, that's what they call themselves. It's basically what the government must do for you. And the natural law theorist says there's things that what the law, government shall not do, period. Negative law is what Obama calls it. So even in that, they're trying to control things by controlling the language. Oh, it's a negative law. Well, negative law does not necessarily, should not have a bad connotation, but it does because you're using the word negative. 
which causes an inflexive emotional reaction in the listener. They know what they're doing with their language. The article continues. It says the left is taking the country to chaos through bizarre misinterpretations of the law, no longer relying upon precedent or even the strict lines of the Constitution. Just about anything can be legally justified. Abortion, assisted suicide. By the way, if you have to put an adjective in front of suicide, it's no longer suicide. It's murder. Complete sexual license, new transgendered rights, pronoun tyranny, and other practices. Law is fluid and changeable to whatever suits the person's passions. If it is not set and known, it is not law by definition. If law is, if the, what they're calling law is fluid and it's changeable to whatever suits your purpose, that's not law. That's desire. That's whim. That's lawlessness. That's when everybody does whatever the heck they want to do, as in the days of Noah. I hope you have ears to hear. Article says, thus, anyone who affirms that there is a higher unchangeable law can expect opposition. When such a legal theory becomes widespread, it terrifies the left. Liberals perceive someone is calling their bluff. They fear a law that has solid foundations and definitions. Says the immense traction of natural law theory. The growing acceptance of natural law theory amongst frustrated Americans is shaking the legal field. The leftist journal Current Affairs recently expressed its alarm in an article titled, The Resurgence of Natural Law Theories Should Scare Us All, author Kay Wilson. This is notes that natural law is gaining immense traction amongst conservative journalists and legal scholars. Natural law is the legal theory upon which the Christian West was founded. It holds that a moral code is written on the hearts of men. Valid for all the people in places, providing a basis for moral certainty, guiding human action. This moral law in human nature provides a general guideline upon which all law is based. The Ten Commandments, for example, are often described as a succinct summary of natural law. Let me stop for one moment right there. Why would you be afraid of natural law? Unless, of course, it gets in the way of you getting to do what you want to do. Well, <clears throat> if you're afraid of something that doesn't exist, that's paranoia, isn't it? That's a mental disorder, isn't it? So if, if you are a leftist, or you know a leftist, I want you to ask me, answer me, answer me this question. Are you paranoid and thus mentally challenged? Or are you afraid of something that you know exists that you want to deny so that you can continue living the way you live and force your will on others? Because the moment you admit it exists, well, then you got to deal with it. So if you deny that it exists, then you're afraid of something that doesn't exist. Then that makes you paranoid, which by definition would be mentally challenged in some way, shape, or form. It's a neat little trap. And I know people say, well, it's fallacious, Joe. It's a, it's a false choice. It's dichotomy fallacy. Not unless it's true. Truth is never a fallacy. And in this case, it's true. Now, I have this little book that I know of. And in this little book, there's this little passage. And it says, unbelief and its consequences. 
For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of people who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, meaning lawlessness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived, being understood by what has been made, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their reasoning, and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and they exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of a corruptible mankind, of birds, four-footed animals, and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them up to vile impurity in the lusts of their hearts, so that their bodies would be dishonored amongst them. For they exchanged the truth of God for falsehood, and worshipped and served the creatures rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them over to a degrading passion. For their women exchanged natural relations for that which is contrary to nature. And likewise, the men, too, abandoned natural relations with women, and burned in their desire toward one another, males with males, committing shameful shameful acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to depraved minds to do those things that are not proper, people having been filled with all unrighteousness, lawlessness, wickedness, greed, and evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, Haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unfeeling, and unmerciful. And although they know the ordinances of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. It's Romans 1, second half of the book. That is where John Locke got his natural law theory. John Locke is the man that our founding fathers followed, not Thomas Hobbes. Now, I wonder why the left would have a problem with natural law. When Paul, the apostle who wrote the book of Romans, said that natural law, the Ten Commandments, is built into the heart of everybody who is born today. You naturally know what is right and wrong when you're a child. You have to unlearn it. You turn against the creator who created and gave us these laws. It says, the heavens testify. Everything that is created, you know it had to have a creator. It didn't just happen. None of this just happens. You don't go digging in your back backyard and come across an operating computer using some. It doesn't use, doesn't use Windows or Linux or Apple. It's got its own new operating system. It's got its own self-sustaining power supply. It's programmed. It's beautiful. It's a perfect computer. You just found it in the dirt. That's evolution, folks. You know darn well you didn't find that. Because you got the hardware, which is the outer side of the cell. Then you got the software, which is the inside that makes it run. The DNA and the RNA. Both of them need each other to run, and they both have to happen at the exact same time. One cannot exist without the other. Evolution does not work. It defies logic. And yet people just assume. That's what Paul's telling you. You know, you instinctively know that there's a creator. As you get older, you work to ignore him. And where there's a creator, there's a creator's laws. That 
is what the left is in a revulsion and rebellion against. Not just natural law. They're in rebellion against the author of natural law. You are in a spiritual war. You just straight up are. Now that article continues. It says, positive law's distortion. Modern law, however, severed the connection with natural law theory in the 19th century with a legal school of law called legal positivism. It stripped law of its moral foundations and turned it into a set of human-made rules governing society, representing the sovereign with all the people through representative inst institutions. Laws represented social constructs adapted to the circumstances without a specific moral dimension. This is Woodrow Wilson, folks. Thus, anything except systems similar to natural law is acceptable. Positive law does not need to correspond to objective reality, but only in legislators' disposition and whims. Moreover, as society decays, law no longer can rely upon the moral fiber that once sustained order in society. The degenerative course of positive law allows for increasingly absurd interpretations. Conservative legal scholars and jurists are latching on to natural law as an anchor of security and truth in a legal climate where anything is possible. Originalist shortcomings. For some time, conservatives relied on originalism, reading the Constitution in the light of the original intent of the framers and later legislators. However, this conservative reading of the Constitution has proven unreliable and inadequate for safeguard of moral interpretation of the law. That is because they accepted the divorce of the Declaration. If you remarry the Declaration back to the Constitution, this is not a problem. This author needs to know that. I might have to put a comment in here for him. It says, liberal judges and jurists hid inside the imagined prenumbra of the Constitution to promote their agendas and legislatures from the bench. Now legal scholars are embracing natural law since it allows for immense freedom to determine law inside a solid moral framework. The liberal legal establishment is alarmed by the development since it does not believe in a higher law that proves, uh, provides the basis for all others. Liberals hate natural law because it restores a moral vision of law and society. It hinders the movement toward an increasingly dissolute society, misinterpreting natural law. It says, for this reason, leftists deliberately misrepresent the concept of natural law. They present it as a totalitarian, theocratic set of rigid rules built upon uneven, unproven premises. That's called straw man, folks. They say it, it imposes the laws of God rather than the Constitution. That's Kay Wilson again. Wrongly concludes it is a justification for using the state to enforce the natural law theorists' moral convictions. Well, positivist laws are doing, the, the left does the same thing with their ideology. And yet there is nothing further from the truth. When God created humanity, he embedded a moral order in the soul. Natural law's general precepts, from which all others follow, is that good is to be done and pursued and evil is to be avoided. St. Thomas Aquinas, Summa Theologia, um, by 1 and 2, page uh, 94, something to or whatever. This is hardly an arbitrary theoretical of uh, theocratic platform for tyranny. Um, the, it goes on. It's natural law explained, long history, et cetera, et cetera. That article is rather lengthy. It's worth your time, I, in my opinion. But what the author is essentially saying is that Romans 1 and 2 is true. And if the positivists, the progressives, however you want to label them in your mind, the enemies of God, 
they're reviling against natural law because they're in rebellion to God, the creator, the lawgiver, which is exactly what the Bible tells you to expect. If you're going to follow the lawgiver and his laws, you can expect the world, those who are licentious, feels good, do it types, animals, homo sapien animals who are not born again, born from above, born of spirit. You can expect them to revile against you, to hate you, to want to attack and destroy you. What we are seeing in our country right now is exactly what the Bible tells you to look for. Word for word, thought for thought, concept for concept, act for act. Exactly what it tells you to look for. So I have a question for people. Woodrow Wilson tells you what he's going to do. And you look for it and you see it and you go, yep, Woodrow Wilson, where we've been taken over by communists. You're all for that. The Bible tells you what to look for exactly what to look for and you learn it and you see it but you're not going to go yep okay i got to follow the bible like i got to follow the teachings of the you know the founding fathers and stay away from woodrow and blah blah no no you'll ignore that why why you're supposed to be governed by your mental acuity you're supposed to be able to evaluate things and choose right from wrong truth from falsehood and pursue truth, capital T, truth. Not truth according to yourself. That's the progressive positive law. Feels good, do it, whatever. That's every man does what, every woman does what they think is right on their own. That's in the, as in the days of Noah. This has never happened. It's happened before in regions, small parts of the world. This has never happened globally before. And it is right now, but... The seat where it's happening the craziest is the United States. We're the ones that are pushing this on the rest of the world. We're, we're the place where it's going bat crap crazy, which is exactly what the Bible tells you to expect because we're the seat of Ephraim. Ephraim is in apostasy again. Jacob is laid down. Esau is going to shake off the yoke. In other words, Isaac is laid down. So Ishmael will shake off the yoke. Same concept. We read that one in our study yesterday, in our service yesterday. Same, same. The concept, the thought is there. It's exactly what the Bible tells me to look for. Exactly, word for word, thought for thought, concept for concept, act for act. Let me ask you a question. Here's your question right there on the board. How's your spiritual warfare going? Do you even acknowledge you're in a war yet? If you have acknowledged it, have you chosen sides? If you've chosen sides, have you gone through boot camp yet? Got to learn how to fight on that team. They don't fight together the same way. One side fights any way it wants to, except according to natural law or revealed law. The other side only fights according to natural and revealed law. Got to learn them. I know that I've tried to teach natural law here, but I've not done so good at teaching revealed law yet. I mean, that's what Worship Wednesday's for. But lately, I've picked up on just not caring anymore. I blend it all together, which is exactly how I think and see the world. And amazingly, 
Well, I should have known better. I was using my judgment rather than his. Y'all have responded. Show's doing better. I'm going to keep going the way I'm going because I do believe finally I'm walking the path I'm supposed to walk. Manic Mondays in the headlines. If you look, both sides are telling you what's going on. Both sides are telling you you're in a war. You are either on team Yahweh, God, or you're on team Satan, the devil. You are on team law and order, or you are on team chaos and nihilism. And law and order, according to natural and revealed law, not man's law. Man's law is chaos. Man's law is nihilism, destruction. Man's law is licentiousness. Licentiousness feels good, do it. Man's law leads to death. Even, even if you don't want to do it spiritually, man's law is going to lead to death. If these people are allowed to continue pursuing their agenda, they have already told you all but 500 million people need to go. How many are in the world today? Estimates between seven and a half to nine billion people. So we need to kill seven to eight and a half billion people. Not just allow them to die and not replace them, kill them. Why? Because they worship the creation, not the creator. They worship the, the earth. Everything in the Bible, everything we just read in the book of Romans is happening. They're not saying that you become perverted because you become homosexual. They're saying you become homosexual in your community, in your society, because you've become demented. You've lost track of law and order. You read the scriptures within their cultural context, it's all about order, law and order. It's all about righteousness, doing things according to the law. It's all about the rule of law. It's just about the rule of law according to the creation's lawgiver. Why is that such a problem for those who claim to embrace law and order? Because it seems to be. It does. I don't know why. But it seems to be a problem for us. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't. I'm not capable of understanding that. Now, I can understand if you get it and you, you're trying to do it and you, you go astray. The same scriptures tell me I'll go astray from the proper path. But why don't you work to get yourself back on the path? Why are you happy walking off there in the rough ground? Why, why aren't you? Well, the path is rough, rough, rough and rocky, Joe. Yeah, but it's a path. You're walking in the quagmire. I've done that before, man. No, 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 no. Even if it's a rocky path, I'll get on the path before I walk in the broken ground. That's a recipe for breaking your ankle. I don't get it. I don't get it. But that's just me. It's just me. I just... I'm not preaching at you that way. I don't mean to. If you take it that way, well, then please understand, this is a dart thrown into the void. And it's not even addressed to whom it may concern. It's just, this is a thought into the hole. So if you're squealing, that's on you, not me. If it convicts you, talk to the mirror. So that's where all this has to start again, folks. What do we do, Joe? What do we do, Joe? You grab the mirror. You talk to your reflection. So I saw a meme just this morning. I saved it. It says a righteous act done individually 
when multiplied, will change the world. What? When one person does what is right, irrelevant of what the world says, and another follows, and another follows both of them, and then five follow them, and then ten follow them, will change the world. And the only person that you can affect, the only one you can make do that is yourself. Ultimately, the people who are telling you what to do, whether they'll acknowledge it or not, whether they realize it or not, whether they'll admit it or not, it's irrelevant. They all think they're messiahs. Yes, they all think that they're the savior of the world. If you'll just do things their way, they'll save you. I remember that conversation. If you'll just worship me, I'll make sure every one of them gets saved. Jesus says they're going to have to find their own way. I'm not going to worship you, Satan. Say, well, I guess Jesus didn't love us. Yeah, he did. He wasn't going to trample your free will. He wasn't going to let Satan do it either. That's love. Well, if you loved me, you wouldn't let me make mistakes. Well, then you're not a very good parent. You didn't have very good parents because you only grow through your mistakes. I think it was Shelley again, the poet. He says, I will uh, see, I'll show the cinders of my ch uh of of something or other through the ashes of my chance or whatever basically I, I i gotta find that quote again but he's basically saying that he he's gonna show what he what he achieved through the ashes the ruins of all his chances of his attempts gotta remember that because it's beautiful the way he puts it or she i don't remember but mistakes or how we grow. It's okay to make them. One of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life is not doing anything because I was afraid of making a mistake. Guess what? In the process of trying to avoid the mistake, I made one. Big one. Probably many big ones because it kept me from making the mistakes that would have made things better. <laughs> Arianne, there's nothing wrong with your height. Quit. She's complaining about being short. There's nothing wrong with that. She's just vertically. Hey, Marianne, the problem is other people are too tall. That's why we have to waste so much. You know how many trees have to die every year to make doors six foot, seven foot tall? If we were all your height, we'd be saving the we'd be saving forests. We wouldn't have to make the walls as tall as they are either. So you see? You can blame global warming and climate destruction on tall people. There you go. <laughs> it's all about how you look at something, right? <laughs> how very progressive of me. <laughs> well, don't forget, Ecclesiastes is also in that book. It's just, everything's a season. All right, we're going to wrap up here today. I don't have a lot else to cover with you today. If you have time, Go, uh, go peruse through a couple of those posts, at least the first one and the last one. And you might want to watch the video. I don't know. You may or may not like it. I do. It speaks to me. But uh, for those of you who have joined us, we appreciate you. We love each and every one of you. Thank you for being here. If we're doing anything to help you, please share this show with your friends and family and whoever else you think might benefit from it. 
just ask them please to give us time tell them it takes time to get used to me and the show builds on itself you got to learn the groundwork um we're not just coming out with a bunch of garbage after pull it out of a hat we've covered it i brought the receipts make sure they know that please if you have questions email us joe at the road to concord i got a few of you i got to return emails i'll try to get to it today other than that oh also if you can afford it and you feel led to do so i mean both of those conditions i would appreciate it if you'd go to the donut page also known as a donate page and sign up to buy us a box of donuts every week or a cup of coffee i'm not week month month or a cup of coffee. Look, man, we're just looking for $5 a month. If I could get everybody following this show to just give us $5 a month, we'd be all right. We'd be covering the overhead. And that would be very appreciated. So, but that's up to you. Some of you have done that, and I'm greatly appreciative of you. I, 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 I've got to think hard about this. I don't know whether or not I want to post thank you page on that. Because I'm I, every time I want to acknowledge you, I do. But at the same time, I'm told, whatever you do for good, keep it quiet. Don't let your right hand know what your left is doing. Don't brag on it. That way it becomes an eternal reward. That's not my job to protect you. I guess I got to give you all an option or a choice to decide for yourself. I don't want to trample your free will. So might need to be sending out a bulk email here soon. Otherwise, tomorrow's Teaching Tuesday. I got a little bit of an idea of what I want to teach. We'll see whether or not it ends up going that direction. We'll see you tomorrow. Y'all take care. Stay safe. Bye-bye.